Welcome to Classroom Success 101 Podcast Show. I'm your host, Josh Roos, the Hardcore Behaviorist, and I'm here to help you overcome those problems you're experiencing every day. You're listening to a master audio class, so put your positive thinking caps on and get ready for another lesson on how to achieve greatness within your classroom. For show notes, make sure you check out our website at hardcorebehaviors.com forward slash podcast. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube at Hardcore Behaviors. Also, make sure you check out our Hardcore Behaviors Teacher Pay Teacher Store for our helpful digital downloads. And join our Facebook group, Educators United, to help education continue to thrive during these tough times we are facing when schools are closed throughout the country due to the coronavirus. By joining Educators United, we encourage you to upload free online educational resources to help educate our students from a distance. Welcome to another episode of Classroom Success 101. Today we have a very special guest, Dr. Francois Nordia, and he is here to talk to us on motivating and inspiring teachers and supporting them. So, Francois, thank you for coming on the show today. Thanks, Josh. So, uh, Thanks for having us- me, man. Okay, man. So tell us a little bit about yourself. So uh, my name is Francois Nordia, and I'm a super teacher. Now, I, I immediately know how arrogant that sounds, but if I don't call myself a super teacher, nobody else will. And that, in a nutshell, is what I'm all about. It's about motivating, inspiring, and supporting teachers so we can uplift the profession. Now, for your listeners, um, I come from South Africa. I'm currently situated in Johannesburg, uh, born and bred a South African, and absolutely in love with my country. Unfortunately, the challenge in our country is that, uh, in my opinion, education is in a crisis. Um, And if we even look globally, we see education and the way in which it's uh, uh, delivered is a challenge, is a problem, and it's going to be disrupted, if not being disrupted currently. And I I totally agree with you. I totally agree. Totally agree. So what Um, the the challenge, the challenge behind all of this is that um, if, if we want to remain relevant as teachers, we can't just be doing the same things we've been doing for the last 150 years and think mm-hmm. it's going to remain relevant for the next 10 to 20 years. And to, uh, to, to tackle that challenge, we need super teachers in each and every classroom. We can't just know any longer be mediocre teachers and just basically stay there in the classroom and, and gather our paycheck. We will be replaced by the other super teachers. So my, my, my mission in life is to motivate, inspire, and support teachers. That's awesome. Um, so uh, I, I, I totally agree where you're at. Um, I definitely think that the way education is going to continue, we will be disrupted. And if not, I think there is a disruption already happening amongst um, the education field. So, uh, Talk to you. To, talk to us a little bit about um, your thoughts on that. Um, what are you seeing out there that um, has your concern very high on on that that topic? So I, I love the fact that your whole podcast is around behavior and it's hardcore behaviorist. How we how we can look at the, the behaviors and not only behavior uh, of the learners in our classroom or the children in the classroom, but also the the behavior of our teachers. 
So mm-hmm. um, I do these professional development workshops. I've got my own consulting company, which focuses on professional development of teachers. And then on the other side, my company is all about teaching schools how to use social media um, to build a community with their um, parents and the learners and the greater like district. Um, so that's what my consulting company does. But awesome. when I, uh, can you, uh, t- if, for all the listeners out there, can you uh, mention where your consulting company, where, where they can get access to that if uh, school districts are interested in uh, your, your content? So uh, my content is all housed on all the social media platforms, and it's built around the concept of being a super teacher. I've got a, a podcast myself, um, which is called Super Teachers Unite. It's, uh, it's basically a web series. Um, it's posted on YouTube under Super Teachers Unite. It's on Facebook as Super Teachers Unite. And it's also now a podcast that's available on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts, which is also called Super Teachers Unite. Um, with this idea of building content to bring all super teachers together so that we can unite under one banner um, and make a positive difference in each and every classroom. So, that's awesome. I, I like that. So if, if anybody wants to reach out on any one of the social media platforms, if they search for me, I know it's maybe difficult spelling because nobody gets my name right, especially at Starbucks, but that's also okay. Do they ever get anybody's names right? Um, it's, <laughs> it, so it's Francois Nordia, but then um, I always include super teacher anywhere in any of the, 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 the platforms that I am. So if you, if you Google super teacher and put in Francois Nordia, you'll sort of get get to my platforms in any case. And then if you'd like to do any professional development around teacher motivation or social media or anything in that range, um, SMT, well, we call it SMT. So that would be like the school administrators assisting principals and stuff like that. That's the, that's the type of, of, of work that I do. So, um, and I do it internationally. Um, okay. So if anybody would like, I mean, I don't want to like over plug, but thank you for giving me the, the platform to do that. Um, no, no problem. No problem. I, I know you've got some great content out there and I, I think it needs to be seen, um, especially amongst, um, you know, what your what your whole idea is about coming together worldwide and, and, and changing education for the, the good. That's so. that's very kind of you. In, in Afrikaans, which is my which is my home language, we've got an expression when something is like very good or, or very kind or very nice. We say it's lacquer. Okay. So, okay. which means which is uh, it's it's such a it, it, there's no other way to explain it than in 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 Afrikaans which is just lacquer it's nice so thank you so much it's very lacquer that you uh, that you gave me the platform for that uh, I, no problem no problem but so, uh, getting getting back to your your question regarding disruption um during these sessions that I do with the teachers one of the especially in our country where I, I start off with the with the hypothesis and saying that education in our country is in a crisis and maybe we can delve into that a bit later uh for the reasons why but then I ask the teachers to list three things that they think are the challenges in the South African education system um, and uh, they then sit together and they have a chat and they deliberate on what are the major challenges we face in education in South Africa. And I can guarantee you, it doesn't matter where I go in our country, in the top three, there will always be something regarding discipline. And the, it, specifically the discipline of the children, it's extremely difficult to do classroom management. Just to give you some context, um, some of our schools, um, we've got 35 to 50 children in one classroom. Um, oh wow! Yeah, wow. Uh, I know in the United States we we top out at twenty five, and I know teachers get frustrated with that. 
Yeah. So, I mean, you guys are you you all are basically um, almost double. Yeah. So, so we we I, imagine just imagine quickly like in a grade one class, like elementary school. If you've if you've got fifty grade ones in your class, how is it how is it possible to teach? Um, I yeah. often I I often say that teaching in South Africa for many of our teachers isn't teaching; it's crowd control. Oh. Which, which is which is a problem. It basically it 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 it, um, it dilutes our profession down to people being babysitters and just keeping children busy for the time that they're in the classroom, and and that's not what it's supposed to be. And yeah, the, yeah. these these teachers especially need support. Um, and um, so so that's that's the one thing that comes up under the top three of the challenges in education around discipline. Because how do you manage a classroom? How do you deal with it if your class is like over full? Um, but I, ju- I just want to say in the same vein, there's also schools in our country that are like developed countries types of schools where it's the best facilities you can, you can dream of. But those, mm-hmm. those, those classes or those schools are really in the minority. So that, that's the response I get from, from these teachers is that discipline is a challenge. But then I also when I do um, the, the workshops with children, I do workshops with the children and parents as well. But when I do the workshop with the kids, I ask them the same thing. What are the three things that bug you the most about the South African education system? Because they're currently in it. And I don't think we ask our children enough. We live in these ivory towers and we think what might be best practice and we think what might work. And then we um, like superimpose it almost onto, onto the classroom and then stuff doesn't work. And I, I often say, well, have you asked the, the children's opinion? Have you asked them what is it that they actually want? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I, so I asked the kids to tell me what are the three things that they find the biggest challenges in education. And I can guarantee you, no matter where I go in the country, the responses of the kids in, in their top three list, number one typically is they're tired of being taught by um, teachers who aren't passionate. They've got, mm-hmm. these, they've got these adults in their classroom that basically you can just see they're there to draw salary. They're not there to, to really educate. There's no passion in what they do. That's the one. And then the second thing is they ask, what's the relevance of what I'm learning? Why should I learn what I'm learning? Um, and mm. I believe these two, these two things are correlated. The reason why our kids or the, the, the teachers struggle with discipline is because our kids aren't finding relevance in what we teach. And therefore, they, they, their, their attention isn't with the work that they do. They're bored with the work that we do. And uh, basically, that leads to some discipline problems in the classroom. And then mm-hmm. I, I think one way of solving this is when the teachers can actually maybe start talking to the children and finding the relevance for that individual or maybe for, for a group. And then constructing a lesson and designing a lesson that's actually appealing to the kids and that they know the why. Why are we covering the content? Where is it going to be applicable? Um, and when we do those two, two things, um, I think we're going to, to have a, a, a much uh, a more, more a easier way to teach. Um, and the, the atmosphere in the class might just be conducive to learning. Where now we've got the struggle, the us against them type of thing. The kids don't want to be in the classroom. They want to real. Uh, they want to learn real relevant things, and they're not yeah. getting it. So that's where the the, yeah. the disruption I think is going to lie is with with either external companies or with teachers that find the relevance and then find pedagogies that's going to include uh, 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 that in their in their teaching. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, and I totally agree. I mean. What you just hit on is 
uh, those are the some of the top concerns in the United States with with the problems. I mean, if you ask any teacher in the United States, it, their first response is going to be discipline. And, um, you know, again, it's it's I've heard the the whole thing. We got too many kids in the classroom, 25 on top of that. And just what you touch based on as well is it becomes an area or where the teacher feels like they're just managing um, or babysitting the class and, and just doing crowd control, even at 25. Yeah. Um, so, I, I mean, when you're talking almost 50 students in one class, um, I mean, oh, I, I couldn't even imagine because some of the classes that I've seen or have uh, taught myself maxed out at 25. And I feel as 25 is is a lot um, within that classroom. And, you know, when you're talking about uh, like kids that do not see what, well, why, why do I need this? What, 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 am, what am I going to use this, this content area for? What, what do I need it for in life? I mean, they, they ask those questions. I mean, um, you know, one of the things is, is that kids nowadays just, they have Google. I mean, they can just type in things that they, they want or, um, you know, the, the access to, to technology is at their fingertips. And I, I still feel like, you know, we're still teaching old methods of, you know, how teachers taught 150 years ago um, and we have not changed. Yeah. You know, some of our supplies have changed, but, you know, the, the method is still kind of there. Um, you know, it's like, you know, kids question that all the time. Why do, why do I need to take this class? What, what, what I'm never going to use this in life. And I agree with that. And one, so, one of the major challenges there is because we're teaching subjects still in silos, like we did 150 years ago. Look, humans, humans learn exactly in the same way in which we've learned for the past 100,000 years. That doesn't really change. Our brain chemistry is of such a nature that we learn in the same ways. The problem mm -hmm. is contextually, um, our world is changing so rapidly that the people who are busy teaching are still using examples and still using uh, or trying to make things relevant using their own experience, but their own experience is becoming more and more outdated as time goes on. We need to mm -hmm. stay in touch with, with the, 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 the lived experiences of the kids so that we can start making it relevant for them. Because at the end of the day, it's about um, uh, asking questions that are not Googleable. You can't go mm -hmm. you can't go and if you ask a question you want them to discover or you use inquiry, then the onus is on them to go and look for the relevance. It's the, you, you, mm -hmm. you almost shift that, that, that responsibility onto them. Yeah. Yeah. And it's um, I mean, these are these are things that are coming up. Um, all the things that you've touched on is, is it, they're, they're the same issues we have here in the United States. Um, and so I, I, it, so what tells me is um, this is probably if you ask people around the world, it's probably the same issues that that are happening um, with everybody. And I'm sure that, you know, across the world these are the same problems every every teacher has in common so um these are these are awesome topics and and i definitely think um with what you're doing um it, it actually it, it it will attract a lot more people from outside of your country because they share the same problem you know see the the, the one um aspect here is that 
Africa in general, but I think South Africa has got a, a, a capability of leapfrogging because we already have these challenges. We, 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 like I'm saying, we've got classes of 40 or 50 kids in the class. So if you really want um, uh, competent teachers, you look for the South African super teachers and you, you attract them to come and teach in your country because they already know if they can teach a decent lesson and, and they're proficient in the work that they do with 40 kids in the class, they'll come and teach your 25 with a smile because they, they already they see that as a benefit. If, you've got an over, if you call it an overcrowded classroom of 25 kids, a South African teacher would love teaching to 25 kids. Imagine just them yeah. using the strategies that they're using currently to successfully teach a classes of 40 or 50 kids and they come and implement that for a class of 25. How amazing that could be. Oh, it'd be, yeah, they would be excited. They would be all about, well, you know, I've done top 50, so 25 is like cutting it in half. That's, a, that's, a, that's the absolute dream. We see, we see a lot of teachers exiting from our uh, public school sector into the private school sector because our private schools uh, typically have classes of about 25, um, and they'll take a pay cut in many instances, yeah. to go and rather teach uh, at a private school instead of teaching at a public school where, where the numbers are so overwhelming. Yeah. So, um, you know, and, and that's that's some of the things that we see here. And, and I know, um, you know, they're they're trying to um, change things up with our government, um, with the, the education system. I mean, I think right now, if you start, in my opinion, you, you start looking at um, I always analyze it from a business perspective. It's like, OK, well, you know, as public school, you have your your school or your kids that come into the the classroom well that's guaranteed every year those kids whoever are in that that district or in that town or city you know they're they're guaranteed to go to that school so it's like school districts do not have really much competition of trying to get um you know the 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 kids to come in they're they're gonna be there yeah so it's like you know, really, since there's no competition on that, you know, you, your education system, in my opinion, starts going kind of down because, you know, it's not like, well, oh, well, I, I'm I have I have to go out and compete to get kids to come into my class. And I feel like, um, you know, with with private schools and maybe charter schools that are coming in, that's something that um, that they could probably do differently that, Hey, you know, public schools offer this, but we offer this and this is a lot better than, um, what your, your child's going to receive in a, uh, public school. So I think, you know, there's going to be a, a major shift if, uh, if school or public schools don't start buying into some of this stuff and, and, and actually in trying to change what they're doing currently, I mean, if you're saying you're losing uh, awesome, amazing uh, public school teachers to private schools, uh, you know, that eventually it, it's going to be a big time downfall for public school systems. And I could see that happening in the United States as well. So, um, you know, what, what do you think? It, you think that's going to be a major issue for public schools? Yeah, we're already seeing it um, in this country. Um, if, you, if you're a half-decent teacher, you, you get um, 
very attractive offers from private schools already because what's what's happening in our country is the private school um, sector is proliferating extremely well and up to such point now where they're starting competing for each other's uh, learners so it mm-hmm. becomes it becomes a for the private school sector, um, they, they because remember they they're not being funded by government, so they need to make it work, run as a business. And when it comes yeah. when it comes to business, like where do you get your funding from? And it's through the school fees. So now yeah. you need to start competing with your neighboring schools to to get bums on seats. Now yeah. the, the 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 message I'm I'm giving in for the South African private school sector as well as the public school sector is if you currently don't have a social media profile and you're not using your social media to showcase the culture and the values of your school, then you're going to fall behind like you won't believe. If you're a, oh. if, if you're a school at the moment and you don't yeah. have your own podcast, I'm wondering what, what's, what's happening. If you're a school and you don't have a TikTok channel, um, you're, you're falling yeah. behind because where are the kids? They're not sitting around watching yeah. TV. They're on TikTok the whole time. No, they're not. They're on TikTok. <laughs> so, They're so, on TikTok. And the thing is, our teachers and our schools don't have uh, 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 the knowledge on how to operate TikTok. Our teachers want to no. – they're struggling so much. And this is maybe, maybe um, something where I can add some value to the audience here. Um, we always ask children to pay attention. We, we want mm-hmm. them pay attention, pay attention, pay attention. But we forget what the word actually means. When we say we want you to pay attention – that means there's a transaction happening. And if, mm-hmm. we, if you take it back to monetary value, what are the things that you pay money for? It's something that you find valuable. Now, if I'm a teacher in the classroom and I expect of you to pay attention, I have to give you something of value in exchange for your attention. You can't mm-hmm. just assume that kids are going to pay attention out of their own. So what we typically try and do is we want to take their attention away from whatever they're busy with. Our kids are permanently on their devices, trying to get their eyes off of the device and then look at the whiteboard, for instance. And what I'm trying to, to preach here is how about we start going where the kids' eyes are already? If they're on, yeah. if they're on TikTok, we need to get on TikTok. That's where we're going to make the the breakthrough. So from a marketing perspective, if schools are not utilizing social media platforms, they're missing an opportunity. If they still want to do things like we did 10 years ago, even, they're missing the opportunity. And uh, the the private schools and the public schools who get this right will be the people, will be the, the institutions that flourish. Mm-hmm. And and I totally agree with you on that. I mean, I spent three and a half years learning how to market and do social media marketing and, and learning all the, the social medias. And I mean, that that is how you get um, your information out there. I mean, it, it, it's I've, I've sat down and listened to hours and hours of, of social media training. And, um, you know, that is one thing that I feel like schools, especially public schools, uh, do a really bad job of being involved in, in um, the, the social media. The, their go-to is, well, we don't want to get um, told that we're not doing anything great for our kids or, or the teacher parents are constantly on there bashing the school system. I mean, that is one thing is like, I know schools have million dollar facilities for their athletic um, yeah. programs. <laughs> yeah. Yet they're getting beat 
every year, you know, they're going 0-10 on, on certain things. It's like, dude, showcase these these athletic facilities. Say, hey, you know, if, if you're trying to get these top athletes within the, the school moving into the area, you, they need to showcase these, these things. And yet schools are doing a really – um, not a great job of, of being on the social medias. Mm-hmm. And, and I agree with you. Like these kids, they're TikTok is TikTok is like the in crowd. You know, I, I'm, I'm trying to move into putting some of my content on TikTok, but it's like trying to figure out, um, you know, if the audience is on TikTok, I know a lot of kids are on TikTok and it's like, you know, um, maybe we need to start looking at that. And I agree. If you want to be that go-to teacher, um, you know, because your kids are going to think your kids are going to think you're cool. I mean, like I know in some of the classes I, I teach, they talk about Instagram and I, I tell them all the time, man, I'm on Instagram and you know, their good first go-to is like, well, how many followers you got? And, you know, I asked them, well, how many followers you got? They're like 100. And, you know, 200. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm almost at 22,000. And they think you're the coolest person ever. They're all like, oh, how'd you do that? Oh, my goodness. So it's, uh, it's something that you can definitely, um, as a teacher, I, I, I agree with you 100%. I think if a teacher or school districts are not using social media uh, as a way to um, market their, their, um, you know, the, the good things about their school or how they're teaching that you're, you're absolutely, absolutely right. They're going to get left behind and it's going to be a major issue for that school. So here's the, here's the amazing thing. Teachers often complain. They don't have time to learn the new, um, social media platforms. So they don't, they know they don't, they're very uncomfortable and insecure about putting themselves on social media. Now there are guys like you, and like me and many other teachers are already using this. You just said you've got hundreds of hours worth of training that you've done. And the best mm-hmm. thing is you've already showcased that you know how to use social media. Um, you've got your own podcast. You've got your blogs. You've got your, um, your, your Facebook pages and so forth. They can, mm-hmm. skip, they can skip all the tedious work of trying to learn the tips and tricks and hacks of social media and just approach you because you've already done it. To, mm-hmm. to, to learn. And that's what I'm currently done. I've, um, I've literally on the plane, because I, I traveled today from Cape Town to Johannesburg, um, on the plane, I developed a social media workshop, um, which I'm going to start um, marketing now in South Africa to, to our teachers. And it's social media for teachers. How can schools and teachers utilize social media, but not, not in the, the typical way of like trying to chase followers or trying to, to up your, your, your quantitative uh, metrics, but actually mm-hmm. how, do you, how do you produce quality content that your community will like? And that what mm-hmm. your community will actually find valuable because that's the problem. We, we are chasing these, these vanity metrics um, and, yeah. think, and think that's what's going to make us famous or that's, what gonna, that's not what it's yeah. about. It's about yeah, telling exactly. the authentic stories of the people in your community. You just made the, the example of the sports facilities. Now, it's good mm-hmm. showcasing your facilities. But what would be greater is to showcase how you are using the facilities. Building mm-hmm. a story around one of your teams. What would, be, what would be amazing is if that team of yours goes in this season, they go 0 and 10. 
you start a, 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 a vlog on YouTube, you start a, a TikTok channel just showcasing the grind every single day, what this team is doing. And you start building the story of your team and, and, yeah. and documenting what they're currently doing. In the, in, imagine if they go through and they, if they just go five and five, that's a major improvement. But mm-hmm. the story is inspirational, and there's a lot of yeah. value for the people viewing that, those stories and bringing them along. But the benefit is you build that community, and your school just becomes stronger because of the stories you're telling. Yeah, and 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 that is the big piece. You you've touched. You you basically told them that you know it is. It's all about the story. It is it's I, I agree with you it's people get tied up in and chasing the numbers and and thinking well if i if i produce this hopefully i go viral on this video and and it's it's not going to happen you know most of the most of the the videos that have gone viral is because those are paid ads without anybody knowing that they're paid ads yeah so um you know it is it, it's it's telling that story it's providing a uh, valuable content that is is um, meeting the need of that audience, and and that's the thing. I feel like I know for for you know one of the things. Here's my thing with what I've seen in the school system is when we do have these um, marketer type of people for the schools. Um, usually, they don't have any training in social media. Um, they have been in an administrator or, you know, they got their master's degree. They, they've been basically, a, you know, administrator. And then they move into the central office because that's kind of one of their things where they're going to retire. Um, that's a retirement job. But where they fall short is the fact that where is your, where is, where is all the people at? They're on social media. I mean, like the, uh, y- and you, you got to understand that, um, that is where your audience is at. Um, you know, right now, kids, all kids are on TikTok. I mean, that you know, they don't talk about Facebook. No, these kids talk about Facebook. Um, you exactly. Know, they'll, they'll just they'll just refer to you as a boomer. Okay, boomer. Thanks yeah. for telling us about Facebook. Let's, yeah. Uh, uh, that dinosaur. Yeah, it, it's 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 old. I mean, I still have Facebook because. You know the audience that I have is on Facebook. Yeah, but Teacher, teachers like, love Facebook, by the way, in South Africa as well. We've got massive teacher groups in South Africa on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, and 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 right now it's it's you you gotta educate yourself and continue to follow the trends on social media. And social media is constantly changing. Um, you know, I I don't know where TikTok is going, but I, I know from some of the trainings that I've listened to, TikTok is. Uh, fairly new and it's easier to get seen on TikTok. Yeah, there's um, not enough. There's, there's not enough content on TikTok at the moment. There's a lot of eyes there, but people aren't producing mm-hmm. content for TikTok. So it's one of the. It's like the early days of Instagram. There's people wanting yeah. to wanting to see what's what's being put on there, but there's not enough people creating content. Looking, it's it's changing already. You can you can see um, organic uh, reach on TikTok declining immediately as more and more people uh, are getting onto it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And it's. And they tell you, like all those the the gurus in social media, they they tell you, like right now TikTok is probably the one place you need to be focusing uh, some time on because everybody's going over there. So, yeah. and the other um, the other platform is LinkedIn, 
Uh, nobody's LinkedIn. nobody's talking about LinkedIn. It, it, LinkedIn has changed so much from the from just being a basic like professional CV type of of place to more of a social media content hub. Um, it's basically what what Facebook was in 2013, 2014 is what LinkedIn is being now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and these are these are things that I I mean when you when you talk about social media, I mean. It is, that is how the world operates. I mean, everybody is on social media. So I, I, I agree. I, I definitely think um, schools, uh, the, the school district that is going to be able to, to win is, is that, that the person that's on social media. I mean, I can even throw another example out there. We like, you know, I, I've been in the, the positions where I've had to interview and, and hire certain um, behavior uh, specialists to help out or um, be on interviews to, to, to get certain teachers in. And, you know, uh, the biggest, the number one thing is, well, nobody's applying for the job. Nobody is, oh, we can't find anything. I'm like, well, throw a Facebook ad exactly. out there and target it to who your ideal client is and you'll get plenty of them. Nobody's going to go, and say, well, hey, let me let me just think. Oh, let me look at this school district's website and see if it's out there. Like you got to get in front of your audience, yep. who your target audience is. So. Ask yourself, where are you advertising your posts? Are you still doing it in a newspaper? When last did you did you actually read a newspaper? Um, exactly. If if you're using radio ads, if you're using television ads, I mean, with with Netflix, there's no way you're going to see an ad. If you're still watching yeah. watching cable TV on your side, uh, who's even if an ad gets in front of you, what's the first thing you do? Is you reach for your phone to like kill kill the time between your program and the ad. That's even if you see an ad. If you don't, yeah. if you don't use social media to your advantage, you're really gonna fall behind. And and um, typically, education, the education industry is one of the last industries to really catch a wake up. And I think that should change. Um, yeah. Teacher, teachers in their own right. I mean, if you're if you're a super teacher and you want to move from a, a dysfunctional school into a functional school, one of the best places to to advertise is using your social media profile um, and showcasing what it is that you do. In our country, the principals get like a hundred CVs on their desk every single day, um, or when they advertise a post. Um, your chances of really being seen in a pile of a hundred CVs is really slim. And your chances of standing out is very slim. But I tell all the, mm-hmm. stu- all the student teachers that I'm currently um, I'm teaching and all other teachers, I'm telling them, have you, do you have a YouTube channel where you've uploaded videos of you teaching? Have you showcased on Instagram photos of the worksheets or of activities that you've been doing with the kids? Because if a principal can see you teaching before they even see your CV, the chances of you being employed is much greater. Oh yeah. And, and, and it's, it's there. I mean, and people are going to notice, I mean, they're like, I, I've been, um, you know, in schools where I'm like, man, you look so familiar and they don't know exactly where you're from, but yeah. it's like, Oh, you've probably seen, seen me on uh, Instagram or, um, you know, Facebook or things like that under my hardcore behaviors. And they're like, yeah, that's exactly where that's at. So, it's, I mean, it's there. I mean, and that's the thing, especially with 
um, you know, teachers, I agree with that. You know, if you want to beat your competition, put your stuff on social media and start start making an impact on social media because that is where everybody is at. Um, you know, I mean, bottom line. And a lot, a lot of – I think one of the reasons why teachers don't start is because they, they think they're, they're so far behind. There are so many other teachers already on, on, um, on social media, and I think the U.S. is probably one of the, the leading countries when it comes to teachers on social media. And you, can, you might feel like, yeah, the competition is so stiff. How, how will people ever see me? I think we need to move away from that mindset is what you're currently doing is you're building a portfolio of evidence mm-hmm. that is on a digital platform. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you're not behind because remember what makes you unique is your unique story. Mm-hmm. You might think there are, let's say for instance, you're an arts and culture teacher. You might think that there are so many other arts and culture teachers. We're all similar. I mean, people are not going to notice me. I mean, the thing that makes you unique is not the fact that you're teaching arts and culture. It's your entire life story. It's the reason why you started teaching arts and culture. It's the, it's your interpretation of the art. It's your pedagogy. It's your methodology, the way in which you connect with the kids that makes you interesting. And that's what's going to build you a following of people. They're going to find value in your content. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, 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 that, and that's the thing. It's, it's, I, I, I would suggest that um, anybody who is in education needs to start understanding um, social media and, and really being uh, dominant within the social media because that is, that is what's going to be able to advance that teacher into um, better opportunities. Um, I, I think if you're not on social media, you're, you're, you're not really um, getting involved with what the world is functioning off of. I mean, you know, you start looking at the stats, um, you know, there's 7 billion people in this world. And um, I believe like, uh, you know, Instagram stats is there, there's like 4.4 billion people on Instagram. I mean, everybody's yeah. on it. So um, I think right now TikTok is 500 million strong, um, you know, so. It, and it, growing and it, growing at a, I, I think if, if, if we want to explain to the Gen Z kids what the real where the real term of virality comes from is we can use the whole coronavirus um, example. Mm-hmm. It's like that's, that's why the, where the term comes from. It's like exponential growth at a rate that you don't, that you, you haven't seen. And that's what's happening with TikTok at the moment mm-hmm. is that the platform is growing um, um, exponentially. Um, so that's, that's where we, that's where we need to be. If, if we go back to the start of this conversation, if we want to talk about relevance, social media or actually just the internet is where you will find your relevance. But many teachers would say, yeah, but they don't have the know-how and the unique expensive equipment and, and design skills and stuff like that to be on social media, which is, which is not the case. Yeah. I mean, the two of us are currently, we are chatting to each other um, from different sides of the world exactly. through, through a smartphone using the Anchor app. And, and I know um, I know Anchor is typically also one of the sponsors of your show. So yeah. I think this is a, a great shout out to them. I mean, yeah. Here we are in different parts of the on the globe and we're chatting to each other for the last 45 minutes already. We're chatting to each other through our smartphones. Exactly. If you've got a smartphone and you're connected to the Internet, you can conquer the world. Exactly. And, and, and I've had people reach out to me on uh, the podcast. Well, you know, what location are you in? I mean, how's that going to work? And I'm like, it is a conversation on the phone. Like, I mean, that is one great thing about a podcast 
is i mean you could you could be in in your house um you know just relaxing and do a podcast you don't you don't need a whole lot of equipment i mean we are talking this is i'm I'm talking on my phone right now i mean <laughs> you, you right now you are on a speakerphone i don't have no headphones there's nothing i have my uh apple um uh smartphone in my hand talking through the uh anchor app i mean this yeah. is how powerful technology is um where we're when we're you know right now in the world and this is the same thing is you know i agree is with social media teachers need to be able to get on social media um i mean the thing with it is i i know there's so many people or there's, there's so many teachers out there that you know they're, they're getting sponsored they're getting they're, they're you know right now they're dominating the the teacher pay teacher um you know industry because they're on social media um you know it's it's one of those things that, um, you know, being on social media and showcasing what your skill set is, is, is going to give you, you know, one step, um, uh, you're going to be one step ahead of everybody. And right now is the time to do it before everybody does it, you know, um, and, but and even 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 when everybody does it, I don't think that really matters. Yeah. It's it's about your unique story, and yeah. then when you when you can find value out of your portfolio of evidence on your profiles, yeah. that's that's the point. If everybody is doing it, that's fine. But you having value in documenting what you've been doing means you can you can create content out of that, which becomes valuable to other people. Yeah. Yeah. And I agree with that. I mean, it's because you are, you're, you're, you're like you said, you're telling your story. So, um, I mean, it's there. I agreed. Um, you know, that, that is something that schools, teachers need to start, uh, you know, going to because you're, you're going to connect with your, your, your kids and you're going to connect with your parents. I mean, uh, I, I, I liked where you talk, you know, where's, Right now, the disconnect in parents. Are, what are you seeing over um, in South Africa with disconnect with parents? And and what are some things that uh, you feel like that you know teachers can change um, in that industry or in that, yeah. that area? So the, the that relation we call that 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 triangle between the teacher, the learner, and the parent is the I think the fundamentals of education. Mm-hmm. Um, we we need to build a relationship with the learners, but also with the parents, because that's where the support comes from. Unfortunately, in our country, we've got quite a, a diverse set of, of uh, I almost want to say, uh, parenting structures. Um, and typically, the child that's in your classroom um, comes from, from, a, from a home where, which is not your typical type of home. We've got a lot of children in our country, actually, that comes from child-headed households where there's no uh, mother or father whatsoever. It's typically like the oldest sibling that's, um, that's the head of the household that had to leave school early to go and earn money. Mm-hmm. Even, even if the child uh, or even if the parents are, are like they're uh, are still together, for instance, that doesn't mean that they're present because um, in many cases, parents are working two jobs or they're working one job and that requires of them to like all of their time. So there's no, the family structure isn't necessarily healthy and then it's almost seen as let's dump the kids at school because then the teachers, it's the teacher's 
um, responsibility to look after the kids and educate the kids. So the parents often like outsource the education to the teacher, which is not supposed to be the uh, the, the case where we should rather have this relationship between the parents and the teacher and the child. So we don't see a lot of that getting parents um, to attend school functions, uh, to take interest in, in this, in their children's work is extremely difficult. And I mean, I'm not, I'm not judging them because there are reasons why they, why they can't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the other challenges I think is the fact that, um, or, or that the, 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 the tension between parents and teachers come in because teachers often only communicate to parents when something goes wrong. Mm-hmm. Instead of making contact with the parents from the get-go of the year and then sharing with them the positive that's happening in the classroom, or maybe just even introducing themselves and saying, hi, I'm teacher so-and-so, I'm teaching your child the following subject, or I'm just a homeroom teacher or something like that, and just saying, I want to ensure that your child gets the best possible education can we work together in achieving this in that way you're already you're already creating a relationship of positivity and i I tell the teachers that i coach like when last did you send a a positive message um to a parent and just just praising their child because that's what that's what a parent wants they want to hear the good stuff they don't only want to hear when stuff goes wrong yeah yeah and 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 that's that is one of the uh, um, another issue in the United States is, you know, we, we got these Title I schools where, uh, you know, parents are not always involved or, you know, they're, they're, the parents are never around or, um, you know, one parent got arrested and is in jail. And it's, uh, sometimes you're dealing with a broken household. And, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's, it's kind of it seems like the same you know, type of issues you, you all are having as well. And, um, you know, again, it's, it's something that I think I feel like most of parents or teachers will call home because of a behavior issue. And it's like, you know, parent gets to the point where they don't want to, they, they see that, that same number and they don't want to pick up. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's it's out there. I mean, it's one of those things that I, I mean, it, it's interesting to hear your story behind, um, you know, all the issues that are that are happening in South Africa, because, I mean, they're so relatable to what's happening in the United States. And so, yeah, I think there are, there are many, many parallels. But now yeah. here's the here's the thing. Um, our our well, mainstream media in our country loves focusing on the negative news and you'll often and i'm sure you guys will would have would have heard of some of the instances from south africa i mean we've got uh, an instance uh was it a year ago where a, a learner one of our children high school kids stabbed a teacher to death mm-hmm. and that that reaches like international news like you won't believe mainstream media has got this thing they want clicks they want views so yeah. they'll spread negative news and i'm tired of that yeah it's, because it's, we, we, it's bad. We're not seeing, yeah, we're not we're not seeing the opposite because I promise you, on any given day, there's a lot more positivity in education, and that happens in the every single classroom than the negative things. Yet nobody gets to hear about it because teachers are not telling these stories. Yeah. When your classroom door closes, nobody gets a view into the good things that's happening. 
Exactly. That's why I'm such a big proponent of using social media to tell your story because you can showcase so many more positive things and uplift the profession of teaching. Yeah. The reason why teachers are looked down on, specifically in our society, I don't know how what exactly what it is like in America, but our teachers aren't really valued or teaching isn't really valued as a preferred profession because we only hear the negative stories. And if we want to change that, we need to take matters in our own hands and start showcasing the positivity that happens on a daily basis in our schools and what better way to do it than using social media i love that message uh you are exactly right i mean it's it's the same thing with um schools in america i mean i know the news stations in america are the same thing they want to broadcast the negative i mean you could turn on the news right now and all you're going to hear about is uh, the next person who passed on from the coronavirus i mean so yeah. it's in in the same thing here is you know, in schools, it, the only time a school gets showcased um, mostly is is when there's been a massive school shooting and it's it, it gets to the point where, you know, we got this crisis. And, and it's like, man, you know, if you really look at it, the percentage of a, a school shooting is so small, but yet we've blown it up because we've we've talked about it on 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 the news. I mean, that is like the yep. go to story. And it's like. You know, I mean, yeah, when those things happen, it is it's a very sad day for the kids involved and the parents involved and teachers involved and the families. But it's like, man, we have to showcase better content than just the negative stuff that is happening in, in our industry. So exactly because at, at at best, if there's an amazing thing happening at a school, it it becomes maybe a fluff piece at the end of a local news channel's mm -hmm. uh, show, and it's never showcased. As you know, what this is the gold standard. This is what we need to achieve towards, and it's never going to happen on mainstream media whatsoever. No, and and the thing is, is is you are when you're talking about showcasing on social media, and 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 that's that's where it needs to be because that's where everybody's at. And it's it's like if I know there's news anchor men um, and women out there that have basically, you know, have told their story and the, the, the channel that they've worked for, um, you know, disagrees or doesn't like the area where they're going to. So guess what they do? They 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 end up leaving that that industry and then they go on social media to become their own business and to become their own uh, person that's telling these stories. And, you know, that's they're they're just having their their audience move over. And I feel like teachers need to be doing the same thing. So I, I love your message that you you uh, you you came on today uh, to talk about. Um, there's some lots of valuable information in this uh, this podcast episode. And I'm I'm good. Uh, teachers can basically take this stuff and. And start getting their their social media platforms built out, um, and, and start showcasing the goods within their classrooms. So, Francois, thank you. I appreciate you coming on today. Um, you had a lot of valuable information. Thank you very much for the opportunity, Josh, um, and to all of all of the teachers worldwide, and specifically your audience. Thank you very much for all the support and for. Um, and, and, and just just for being super teachers, it's it's this is a, a difficult profession. It's not easy. Yet all of you keep on going at it every single day because we want to make that positive difference to the kids in our classes. Uh
If you know someone who needs to hear this, share it with them, send them a text message, a DM, an email, put it on all your social media platforms, and tag me at Hardcore Behaviors. Also, keep the five-star reviews coming over on iTunes. It helps teachers find the show so they get an opportunity to make the decision to grow as well.